Amen. If you have your Bibles, why don't we stand together for the reading of the word of the Lord. And I'd like to direct your attention to the book of Luke chapter 5. Amen. Luke chapter number 5. Amen. Great to see all the smiling faces in the house of the Lord. They say a smile is free. Amen. You just give it freely. I'll accept every smile you send my way. Amen. We're, we're thankful to be in the house of the Lord. And God is so very good. God is so very faithful. Amen. There's something wrong, amen, when a Christian can't smile. And they just got that, that frown on their face. And, that smile's been turned upside down, if you will, but sometimes we got to say, you know, I'm going to practice smiling and, and uh, just show my pearly whites or my nice yellows or whatever we got. <laughs> Amen. Just, I think I got a little more yellow these days than white. I drink a lot of coffee and iced tea. I love my mom's iced tea. It's your fault, Mom. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> So I am thankful, amen, that I serve a God that is in charge, a God that has all power in heaven and in earth, and I'm thankful that he is here today. Someone say he's here. He's here. He's here today. Luke chapter number five and verse number seven, uh, verse number 16, uh, and it says, and he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed, amen, something about taking the time as an individual to withdraw into a place of prayer with the Lord that has uh, so much potential and power when we take some time and we have some alone time of talking to the Lord and we pray. And verse 17 says, And it came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by. Amen. There, there were people that were well-to-do, uh, people that were educated, or as we used to say when we were kids, educated. They were educated. They were, they were learned. Uh, they, they were uh, the Pharisees and the doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out, which were come out of every town of Galilee, and Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. I want to read that again. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. And that same presence of the Lord that was in Luke chapter 5 and verse 17 is here in this place today. That same presence of the Lord. Amen. It is Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. He changes not, neither is weary. Amen. There's, there's no shadow of turning. Amen. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And that same presence of God is in this place today to heal. Amen. And I want to just preach for a few moments today. And I pray you'll preach with me. And, and we'll have a time together in the Holy Ghost. It's time for miracles. It's time for miracles. Would you say that with me today? It's time for miracles. Amen. God, we thank you for the word of the Lord that we've read. Thank you for the touch of your spirit today. God, I'm asking you, Lord, that you would anoint my lips of clay. Anoint my heart, my mind to be receptive to your word. God, I pray you would anoint every heart and every mind 
in this place today, God. I pray against every spirit of resistance, God, every spirit of confusion, every spirit of doubt, every spirit of unbelief, God. I take authority over it right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, I believe, God, by the power of the Holy Ghost, that the Holy Ghost will and can and should have its way in this place today, Lord. I believe, God, that you want to work miracles in this place. I believe, God, that it's time for miracles, signs, and wonders in this place and in the church today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God bless you. You can be seated for a few moments. Amen. I hope you will preach with me. Amen. Talk back to me. We'll have a good time in the Holy Ghost today. Amen. Uh, Brother Paul, a few moments ago, read from Hebrews chapter 11, and that is considered the, the chapter of faith, the hall of faith, where the heroes of faith are uh, placed before the reader's mind and were caused to reflect back upon Abraham, the father of of the faithful and how he sojourned and he looked for a city which had foundations whose builder and maker was God. We, we read about people uh, like Samson and Barak and we read about people like Jephthah. We read about mighty men of God that, that exemplified faith in Elijah and all of the prophets of old are called back to our remembrance and we're, we're caused to think back to that particular story uh, in the Bible of how they uh, Abraham went out from where he was not even being able to uh, fully qualify or identify that place that he was to go but that God would show him when he got there it was faith and Hebrews 11 and 1 says now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And Hebrews 11 gives us a little bit more of a glimpse into that subject of faith. And one commentator began to try to describe it a little bit more clearly and says, Now faith is the guarantee of things hoped for. It is the convincing proof of things that are not seen. And uh, faith is... Uh, in my study and beginning to kind of dive into that, that topic and that word faith. What is faith? And one, uh, as I began to study that word faith, I saw a word that they begin to talk about that relates to faith, that explains faith. And at first I, I saw that in my study and I thought this word is misplaced. This word is not, shouldn't be there. But it says faith is divergence. Faith is divergence. What does that mean? If faith is a divergent, amen, from our natural thinking. Faith is a divergent from thinking in humanistic terms in the natural sense. Faith is having to diverge from that and see it a different way. Amen. Faith is seeing, amen, the, the, uh, the invisible as it were visible. Faith is seeing the unseen, amen, in the, in the seen world. Amen. This is, uh, faith is the guarantee of things hoped for. It's the convincing proof of things that are not seen. In other words, faith is latching on, amen, to the invisible, uh, perfection, perfected 
state that we should be existing in. And faith is uh, saying, okay, I'm going to allow, amen, the natural for a few moments to match the spiritual. Amen. My current state to match the design state that God intended me to live. This is sometimes interpreted as if faith in the writer's view were so to speak uh, a faculty of a second sight. It is seeing things a second sight, a different way, a mysterious intuition into the spiritual world. Amen. But the chapter in Hebrews 11 uh, amply shows that faith that the faith illustrated, amen, by Abraham, by Moses, by Rahab, was simply reliance upon a God that was known to be trustworthy. Amen. Faith in Abraham's life, faith in Moses' life, faith in Rahab's life was a, a, was a perfect reliance upon the Word of God. Faith in Abraham's life was relying upon the Word of God. And when all you've got is a word from the Lord and you step out in faith and it's nothing but faith but I, because I got a word from the Lord, amen, faith will sustain you. Amen, faith and trust in the word of God is able to keep you. Amen, when you don't know where you are, Abraham, when you don't know what the destination looks like, Abraham, but you've got a word from God and you've been walking with the Lord and you know that God is going to see me through. God's going to make a way. Amen. Moses walked with the Lord for those 40 years in the wilderness having to unlearn many of the things that he learned in Egypt. He had to see things a different way. He had to unlearn some of those humanistic and worldly points of view and begin to say, okay, God, work in my life that I might see Egypt a different way, that I might see your people a different way, that I might see your means of deliverance in a different way. It was having that second sight. And that reliance enabled uh, those people, Abraham, Moses, and Rahab, that reliance and that faith in God, it enabled them to treat the future as the present and the invisible as the seen. Amen. Faith is allowing, amen, the Word of God to be the final source of authority in my present situation. Faith is seeing the future as the present and seeing the invisible, amen, Word of God as a visible manifestation right here and right now. And I believe that it will have, amen, that faith and that trust in God. We can see, amen, deliverance, healing and miracle signs and wonders. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It is not just possible, but God wants to do it in this church. It should be, amen, something that just goes along with the territory. The signs and the wonders and the miracles. Amen. It is oftentimes in scripture used to show how that God confirmed his word with signs following the preach and word of God. And I believe that in this place today, amen, this church is going to turn, amen, a corner if you will. Amen. And we're going to begin to see God, amen, do great and mighty miracles. 
signs, amen, wonders, things that will cause your mind to be in awe of the power of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Mark chapter 16 and verse number 15. Mark chapter 16 and verse 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. And the scripture continues. What does it say? And these signs shall follow them that believe. How many is a believer in the house tonight? Today? How many is a believer here today? Amen. Amen. Shout, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. Say it again. I'm a believer. I'm a believer. Amen. And the Bible says that these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. Not in the titles, but in my name. Amen. In the name of the one true and living God. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Read on. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. They did not say they shall lay hands on the sick, and they might recover. It says they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. I wish I had somebody that believed that today. Hallelujah, I believe, amen, that my God is able to heal every sick body in this place today. Hallelujah. God is able to provide, amen, not just the food that you need to live a healthy life, but God is able to provide the healing that you need, amen, to live a whole life, amen, for the glory of God. God is able. He's able. John chapter 14 and verse number 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name. Someone say, that's me. Whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. That is not my words. That's not a person's trans. That's not my translation or anybody else's translation. That's the word of God. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. What would happen if we just started simply believing, amen, the full gospel truth, amen, the things that God can do? What would happen, Corday, if we just said, you know what? Every promise in the book is mine. Every Every line, every line, every dot, amen, every word, amen, it's mine, 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 Jesus is mine. Every promise in the book is mine, amen, every promise in the book is mine, amen, if ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it, I will do it, I will. 
be preached this morning. Come on, now's not the time to be quiet and be timid. Amen. And to hold out on the preacher. Amen. Now's the time. Amen. To step out and say, preacher, I believe the word of God. I believe what you're preaching today. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. John chapter 15, verse number 7, the writer continues in the following chapter and says, If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Amen. There is this it shows the conditional side oftentimes of the healing. Amen. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, then ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Amen. I've made a point, amen, to live holy unto the Lord, to keep a right attitude and a right spirit. Amen. To just love the Lord, to pray and to fast and to read my Bible and to abstain from that which is evil. Amen. And cleave to that which is good. I've made a point to be faithful in my tithe and in my offering and to the house of God and to do everything that I know to do. So I can take John 15 and 7 and say, God, your word says, if ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. God, I claim that word. I claim that word right there, Lord. I claim that promise that you gave to me. And this is not a promise just for Pastor Camarina. This is a promise to every believer in this place today. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask what you will and it will be done unto you. It's time for miracles, church. It's time to experience the supernatural side of the book, the holy book, the holy Bible, the word of God. We have been making it a point to preach and to teach apostolic truths. Jesus name baptism, Holy Ghost infilling, separation from the world. We're teaching on holiness. We're we're talking about all of the, the core tenets of what makes us apostolic. And, and we're not talking just about outward holiness, but we're talking about the inward part of the person. Because you can be perfectly perfectly good on the outside, and you can have all the holiness stands on the outside. But if your inside is just eating you alive, and you're full of bitterness and envy and strife and division, Amen. That's it's not holy. And we're talking about the whole man today. And we're doing everything we can to preach what thus saith the word of the Lord. And I believe, amen, Brother Paul, as we preach what thus says the word of God, God is going to confirm his word with signs that follow the believer. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And it will happen. Here today. Someone said today. Today. God will do it today. Because we are the people of the name. 
Hebrews chapter 2, and I'm, I'm actually already starting to come to a close. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse number 3. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard them? God also bearing them witness both with signs and wonders and with diverse miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to His will. As we hold true to that apostolic message in its pure, unadulterated form, that same gospel word of God, amen, that the apostles cleave to as we lay claim to it and we don't neglect it and we make sure that we're taking care of it, amen, God is going to bring a witness in this church, amen, that's going to be with signs, that's going to be with wonders, that's going to be with different miracles that you and I, amen, will not be able to debate and say, yeah, that's a visible, notable miracle. God is fixing to do it in this place. On this Sunday afternoon, God is going to do it. And furthermore, God is going to get the glory. God's going to get the glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You say, well, you know what? That's great. I believe God could do it for the Old Testament prophets. I believe God could do it for the New Testament apostles. I believe God could do it for the early book of Acts church. I believe God could do it 100 years ago. I believe he could have done it 50 years ago. But we start getting back, we start getting to where we are here in time. And we start talking about July 2019. We start to say, oh, wait, well, hold on. on." I mean, you know, could God really do it? Yeah, God could do it here today in this place. If I can for a moment, I want to increase someone's faith. And allow your faith to be unleashed and to grow in the Lord. That we might see, amen, what God is doing. What God has done. And what God will do. A few months ago. Maybe it's been six months ago now, Sister Dee, We had a great prayer meeting on a Monday night. It was so great, amen, that people got excited and decided to roll up the window. On Sister Didi's hand. We got out of prayer meeting. We were out in the front. Just fellowshipping, having a great time. And we heard Sister Didi scream at the top of her lungs. Amen. Just a crazy scream. We thought, what's going on? At first I thought, oh, she's exaggerating. It's not that bad. And we downplay it. But she's screaming. Come to find out the window got rolled up on her accidentally. And I think it severed her thumb. Is that correct? It broke it for sure. It broke it, and they took we took her to the uh, they took her to the emergency room there in Manteca, and we were there for a while waiting. And they finally sent her home, and they put it in a splint or a, they kind of held it together for a little bit. And they said we're going to uh, schedule you for a surgery because you need surgery to to close up that wound to put those bones back together to set it in place. And we prayed. The church prayed. And you say, you know, this is uh, really, that really happened? Yeah, it really happened. We prayed for her thumb. 
The church prayed for her. They, we anointed her with oil. We prayed, God, would you heal her thumb? Would you, or her, her finger, I'm sorry. Would you heal her finger that she would have to have surgery, God, uh, because of the expense that's involved and that the pain that's involved? Would you heal her? And, and we prayed and we believed God to do a miracle in her finger and in her, in her hand. And she went back to the doctor uh, a short while later. And the doctor looked at her finger and began to run some more x-rays before the surgery. And he asked her, who did your surgery? Who did your surgery, Dee? Who did your surgery? Because the doctor looked at an x-ray and said, it looks like somebody else already did the job. It looks like somebody else already performed the miracle. I'm going to tell you, God can create matter from nothing. God can put the pieces back together. God can do miracles. And it's time for miracles in this place. The thing is, is oftentimes we talk about it, we don't even get excited about it no more. We just think, oh, that's good for her. Amen. But I want to see something better, something better, something different, something for me. And if we can't rejoice over somebody else's miracle, then maybe God won't give you your miracle. But when somebody has a miracle, we are all just say, God, I'm rejoicing. I'm rejoicing. I'm rejoicing. I'm thanking you, Lord, for healing our body. Hallelujah. It's the same thing when somebody stands here in the pulpit and testifies of somebody, another church down the road, that God filled people with the Holy Ghost. And we say, well, it's not our church. We're not going to get excited about that. We ought to get excited every time God moves because it begins to increase our faith and we begin to interact with what God is doing. And in a moment of worship, in a moment of praise, God can give to you what He gave to your neighbor. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I want us to lift our hands and worship the Lord in this place today. Come on, I want us to worship Him right now. I want us to lift up our voices and give Him praise. Jesus, we love you today. Come on. Come on. Yes, Lord. 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 Thank you, Lord, for the miracles. Oh, search our hearts today. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah.
Center God is doing it here in this place, right under our noses. And we've got to recognize that God is in this place. And I'm going to worship Him. And I believe God, you're able to do it. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. My brother Paul and myself are living miracles of the power of God. You see, it was over 40 years ago that my mother and my father married in the church. And the doctors told my mom, Amen, you're never going to be able to have kids. Your, your womb is barren. Amen, you're not going to be able to bear children. There's something wrong with you physiologically, biologically. There's something wrong in your body. Amen, but they did not listen. Amen, to the doctor's orders. They just came to church and they worshiped the Lord. And I think it was a midweek service. If my memory serves me correct, in a midweek service, in the middle of the week, and in the middle of that service, she just began to worship God. Maybe saying, God, I don't care what the doctors say. God, it doesn't matter what the specialists say. God, I'm going to worship you. I'm going to praise you. I'm going to magnify you. And it was in the middle of that worship service. Amen. That my mom began to worship God and began to feel something warm from the top of her head to the bottom of her feet settle upon her body. Amen. And she felt miraculously healed of the Lord. And it wasn't but a few months later. Amen. If that, amen, that she conceived. Amen. And God gave her four boys. And God wants to do it all over again in this place. Come on, clap your hands and worship Him. We've got people sitting on our chairs, our pews today that are living testimonies of the the miracles and the miraculous power of God. We could pass the mic around today and, and people would tell you story after story of how God miraculously touched their body. I remember years ago, Sister Gina first walked into my father's church here in Lathrop. Amen. With a walker and her and her, her ankles in these big, thick plastic braces. You remember that, Brother Nate? Amen. Your mom came in that walker and those, those braces were on her legs. Some of you look at her and say, oh, you know, uh, I don't know if God's ever done any miracles in her life. Hey, let me tell you, God has performed some radical miracles for people in this place. And it was in a revival meeting. Amen. That the man of God laid his hands on Sister Gina and said, God has healed you. Don't you pick it up again. Don't you pick up that water. Don't you pick up those white braces. God has touched you. And she's never, never, never looked back again. Hey, God is still on the throne today. God's still a miracle-working God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, we love you in this place.
Lord, I love you right now. I thank you, Lord, that you are present to heal somebody in this house today. I, I, I believe in God. I believe in God. I believe, God, if there was somebody with a blinded eye in this place today, you'd touch their eyesight. I believe, God, if there's somebody here with crutches and a wheelchair, I believe you'd heal them, God. I believe that there's somebody here, amen, that has any sickness in their body. I believe God could supernaturally touch a man or a woman, a boy or a girl, and heal them from the top of their head to the bottom of their feet. Amen. I believe still, amen, God can heal cancer. Amen. God can heal diabetes. Amen. God can heal the blinded eye. God can heal the lame man. God can heal the deaf ear. God can do it. I sent out a message yesterday to one lady. I said, if you'll come to church tomorrow, God will heal you of your blinded eye. I wasn't being cruel. I was speaking faith. Because God wants to do it. It's a shame there's not more people here today to, to get their miracle. Amen. But God is going to do a miracle in this place today. There's going to be people that look back on this service and say, that's a landmark service in my life where God healed me. I pray, uh, we, as we plan out this, uh, this service this morning and gearing up for a, a healing miracle service, I was trying to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost and I was, I was you know, still going about my daily business. And I was at the car wash there by the Costco in Antica. And I was drying up my car, getting it. Uh, nice and cleaned up and shined up and, and the gentleman that was parked next to me in the, in the parking spot began to talk to me and began to reach and began to just make general conversation, casual conversation and I began talking to him and we began just having this discourse and going back and forth about life and, and, and where he's at in life and he began to tell me a little bit more about himself and, and he began telling me, my son in Fremont has been diagnosed with terminal brain cancer. He's been diagnosed with terminal brain cancer. And I said, it's funny you're telling me that because we're actually having a miracle service this Sunday. And he began to cry. They're in the parking lot. And he said, I got some other wounds. I got some scars. I said, God cares about those too. It's not just the physical that God can heal. It's the, it's the emotional. It's the, it's the wounds that are in the heart that God can heal today. And he was crying. And we, I laid my hand. I asked him if I could pray with him. I said, can I pray with you? And I laid my hands on him. We began to pray right there in the parking lot of the car wash. And we got connected. And, and he said, you know, I'm going to try and be there. But we plant a seed. And we stay sensitive to the Holy Ghost. And, and God is already beginning to show, you know what? I want to do great things in this church. I, I want to do great miracle signs and wonders in this church. I want to do it. And as we step out in faith and as we're sensitive to the Holy Ghost, God will do it. Even in this place today. Amen. We've got to put our skepticism aside. 
We've got to put our skepticism aside and begin to believe God for the impossible. That's right. Preach it. Sometimes we're so skeptical. We look at a message, a service like today, where everyone, it's, it's easy to fall into that skeptical. Does he really got it? And, and all we're doing is looking at a man. You know what? No man's got it. Okay, let's just tell the issue. We've got the Holy Ghost. We've got the power to lay hands on the sick. Stop being skeptical and saying, well, I wonder if he's really the man of God. I wonder if he really can heal. No, I can't heal nobody. It's God that is going to heal in this place. And God can do something. You have got chair where you're sitting to lay hands on somebody. And God can heal them instantaneously through the power of the Holy Ghost. So put aside the skepticism. Amen. And believe God for the impossible. Stop trying to psychoanalyze every person being prayed for or the person doing the praying. Amen. Stop trying to psychoanalyze the preacher's mind. Stop trying to psychoanalyze even the person that's getting prayed for and just start believing God. God help me to see. God help me to see the crutches on the floor. God help me to see that person get out of that wheelchair and run. God help me to see that lady that wants kids so badly. God let me see her with the baby in arms and let me pray the prayer of faith and touch the very womb. God, I pray you heal diabetes today. No more insulin. No more insulin, God. No more drugs. Heal their bodies. Stop trying to psychoanalyze the preacher. Psychoanalyze the people. The person being prayed for. Stop trying to be so skeptical and sit back with your arms folded and say, I wonder if they really got it. Hey, why don't you step out in faith and allow God to work? Hallelujah. Is it any wonder the man of God said, if you don't believe that God can do the miracle, step out the room? Because what we need is a room full of people that believe God can do the miraculous right now, in this moment, on this day, in this place. Don't try and explain away and rationalize the move of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I would take God for a few moments. Amen. You would begin to release your faith and allow God to do what He wills in this place today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want us to stand to our feet and we're closing this service today. We're closing the preaching. I'm saying, I'm sorry. I want us to stand to our feet. And I... There's a couple things I want us to do before we have a time of healing and miracles. There are several things that could get in the way of God moving in a service like today. There's times we hold past offenses so tight. 
People have offended us. They've let us down. They've hurt us. They've abused us. They've abandoned us. And we hold on to the past with such tenacity that the fist, the hand, can't be open to receive from God because we're holding on so tight. We're going to pray here in a moment. And we're going to ask the Lord to search our hearts. And I want you in your mind as you pray, I want you to talk to God in English. I want you to articulate, God, that person that let me down, that person that hurt me, God, my mother, my father, uh, some of the ministry, uh, a child, a spouse, whatever. God, I forgive them. I relinquish the right to hold on to my hurt and my pain. I'm going to live for God with an open hand. I'm going to allow it to be released into your hand, God. I want us to do that for a few moments. I want us to talk to the Lord. Amen. I want us to just begin to reach out to him. If you feel the Holy Ghost giving you the interpretation, I want you to release it. Come on. to you somebody right now. I don't know who you are. I have given you all the tools you need for miracles. I do not limit you. You limit me. Speak my name. Believe in the power. Have the way of the believer. Come on, let's lift our voices right now. Come on. Come on all across this house. Lift your voices. Lift your voices. God, you've given this church power. You've given this church authority. God, you've given this church the ability, the tools. God, you put the vessels. God, you put the instruments in this church. God, I pray right now, Lord, you would begin to assemble. Impossible. 
guilt. I'm letting go today. I'm letting go of my husband that abused me, of my uncle that abused me. I'm letting go of my spouse that left me. I'm letting go of the hurts that I've experienced from ministry. I'm letting go of hurts in my life. I'm letting them go. I'm letting them go. I forgive. I forgive. I forgive. I forgive, Lord. I'm letting go of the past. I'm letting go of the past. I forgive. I forgive. I forgive. Sometimes you've got to forgive just for yourself, for your own ability to move forward in life. I forgive. Sometimes forgiveness, amen, is more for you than it is for the perpetrator, than it is for the offender. I forgive. I forgive. I forgive. I forgive. I don't have any right, Lord, to hold on to grudges. I don't got rights not to hold on. I don't got a right to hold on. I'm letting go today. Come on, already God, already God is providing healing for people's emotions. Already God is healing the wounded heart. God's pulling back the cloth and God's touching on scar. He's touching on wound. Already God is working on the inward part of the man and the woman. I'm letting go. I forgive the Lord. When I didn't understand why the Lord allowed, amen, things to happen in my life. I forgive you, Lord. I'm not going to hold it against you anymore. Come on. Come on. God's bringing about miraculous healing that starts on the inward parts of a man and a woman. And the only way is we first take care of our own hearts and our own souls. I forgive. Come on, you've got to say those words. I forgive those that have offended me, those that have abused me, those that have abandoned me, those that have wronged me. I forgive. I forgive the Lord. We are nothing without you, Lord. I forgive you, Lord. Yes, come on, it's beautiful. It's beautiful what God's doing. Come on, let it go today. Let it go today. Let it go right now. Let it go. Oh, 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 oh,
this church is 